guys. Welcome to Indie Nerds and Enneagram Podcast. We are not experts, but we are enthusiasts. My name is Bethany and I am a type five. And hi, you guys. My name is Grace and I'm a type seven. This podcast is all about looking at the Enneagram from a kind of unconventional viewpoint. It's kind of quirky, but we hope that you can <laughs> glean some nuggets of wisdom from it. And today I am so flippin' excited because we have an expert actually here that's going to tell us all these wonderful things about burnout and what it looks like for the numbers. So go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell us your story. Yes. Thank you guys so much for having me. I love your all's Instagram channel so much. It brings me so much joy and like monotony. I feel like there's so many, you know, of our you know, type of Instagram channels out there. And there's a lot of the same content, but I feel mm. like your guys's channel just makes me laugh. I get to like, it's just, I have, I always have so much fun. Um, Go looking at your guys' reels and all that. So, um, but thank you for having me. My name is Hillary Kay, and I am an Enneagram three. Um, I'm an Enneagram burnout coach, speaker, trainer, and author of Unlock Your Potential at Work. Um, so I've been um, into the Enneagram since about 2015 is when the Enneagram rescued me uh, <laughs> from my burnout. Um, but I have used it in my business um, since right before I launched the Enneagram, my first Enneagram course um, January before the pandemic hit. So January 2020 mm. <laughs> was wow. when I launched my first anything with the Enneagram. Before that, I had my own marketing agency um, and uh, had a full service digital marketing agency, but found myself in repeated burnout again and um, kind of had my own come to Jesus meeting with myself, returned back to my uh, Enneagram <laughs> studies and kind of had this like light bulb moment. Um, mm. And so ever since then, it has been a hundred percent Enneagram every day, all day, both personally and professionally. So I'm so lucky to get to do um, what I do and serve so many wonderful um, clients, but I did not always have the Enneagram in my life. And it's mm -hmm. hard to imagine that because I literally can't imagine my life without the Enneagram anymore. Um, yes. But yeah, like I said, I found it in 2015, but there was a lot of of things that happened that led up to me finding, um, the Enneagram and that is my burnout story. So I think you guys, did you say like, you want to want me to go through my burnout story and then yeah, if you can, yeah, tell us about it. Like, what did you learn from it? Like, I just, I'm so excited like to hear about it. Cause I feel like so many people experience burnout, mm -hmm. but we don't know how, what to do with it. We don't know mm -hmm. how to fix it. We don't know how to do any of it. So please enlighten us with your knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I, I always start out my story at like a very young age of mine because I think it was indicative of my type three um, behaviors from like for as long as I can remember, I was an achiever. I was climbing that ladder, whether that was going to be the lead in my church play, um, mm. whether that was going to be, a, you know, winning first place at the science fair or, you know, whatever <laughs> that might be. 
Um, and so I knew from an early age that I was not going to stay in like this box of where I grew up. Um, I grew up in central California, um, and mm. both sides of my family are from there. We have lived there, you know, everyone's lived there like my entire life, born and raised, mm. but I knew that I was not going to stay in that box. Um, and I can remember telling myself at a very young age, you're going to get out of here. And I mean, it's a great town. It's not like a small, you know, like it was a wonderful place to grow up, but I just, I wanted more, right? Hence yeah, the yeah. getting to that next level, right? <laughs> I wanted to be the first in my family to do something and, you know, climbing, <laughs> climbing that ladder. So I did end up at 18. I moved um, out of California and in um, to Southeast Missouri for college. And within three years of moving there. I mean, I came into this Southeast Missouri town with my larger than life, California girl personality, um, <laughs> trying to fit into this country culture. I had absolutely zero business being in. Um, and you know, but still I wanted to fit in, right? Like I wanted to do everything that I could to fit in with the culture. And so, um, within three years I got married, I mm. graduated college, I had my first son. Um, and then, uh, all while like getting my dream career, like I got in at a, you know, an ad agency pretty early mm. on in my career, I had, you know, a job before I graduated, like in my field of study and just like kept going, kept going, kept going. I went back to work after three weeks, um, with my first son, like did not stop. And then a year and a half later, I had another son um, who surprised us with a Down syndrome diagnosis at birth. Oh, and wow. I still went back to work after three weeks with that um, and just like never stopped. I just, wow. I didn't know the definition of stopping because activity and motion and doing was, and honestly is what is still comfortable for me. Mm. That is my mm. norm. That is my comfort as a three. And I had no idea at that time, right? Like I had yeah. no idea yeah. why I was the way I was. I just knew this is just what I did. Um, and all the while, just not wanting to fail, not wanting to fail, not wanting to fail. I was in a horrible marriage. I had two extramarital affairs during that time because I was so weak and scared of public failure that mm. I would rather deal with the internal failure of myself. Right. And so here I was, I was 24 and had done all of this life between, you know, the eight, the ages of 18 and 24. I was exhausted, like absolutely exhausted. So burnt out, you know, thinking that I was a failure because by 24, I had gotten separated and I had, you know, I was a single mom with two kids mm. and, um, still working like crazy, you know, director of marketing mm -hmm. and organization, <laughs> you know, and just not stopping. And, um, so I transferred into a role pretty soon, um, right before I, I started my separation, um, for my kids dad and they introduced me to the Enneagram and mm. it was just a personality, you know, assessment that they gave, um, at the beginning, just to see how it fit in with company culture and, um, everything like that. So my boss could understand me. I could, you know, that type of thing. And I took it and I typed as an eight oh, originally. Okay. And mm -hmm. I remember reading it and thinking, yeah, I mean, I can see some of this, but it wasn't mm -hmm. just like, I didn't have any like aha, like 
this is amazing, right? And I continued just to live my life exactly how I was living it. And about six months later, when I was full on in the middle of a crazy, horrible divorce and custody battle, I was like, I have to figure out something like how Mm. I get here, right? Like what is going on? And I just couldn't find anything. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to try to take this Enneagram assessment thing again (laughs) and see, you know, see if it'll bring any light to me. And the second time I took it, I typed as a three and I remember reading the three and just tears just streaming down my face because I was like, holy crap. Like this is the first time that I have ever felt so seen. Like this is exactly what I feel. And that was in 2015 Mm -hmm. when I found that. And I had since then just had soaked it up for my personal life. And I realized like, oh my gosh, this is why I'm so burnt out. And I started learning about my connection points and, and, you know, (laughs) how all that could, you know, and I, so I started taking action, right? Because it's a type three, I'm an action taker. I'm just going to do, do, do. And I was able to get myself out of burnout. I was able to start to begin to understand why, I did the things that I did and how to pivot, right? I became more aware of my emotional patterns and my behaviors and what can lead me there. And I started to use that to help me avoid the burnout cycle. You know, when I started to notice I was in that cycle, I'd be like, oh, no, here's some alarm bells, right? Like, can't Mm -hmm. get in there, you know, anymore. And so um, it was very shortly after I realized I was a three, I also realized that my calling and who I was was to have my own business. Um, I'm Mm -hmm. a third generation business owner. And, you know, I never thought like I could climb the ladder like I wanted to being a business owner. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I wanted that public (laughs) recognition. Right. (laughs) I wanted to be the, you know, um, top 30 under 30, you know, (laughs) you know, in Forbes and all that. And but realized that that was not conducive for my long term health. Mm -hmm. And for my family. And so I went out on my own um, and started a full service marketing agency, which I I mentioned and um, but found myself after a couple years and that in the burnout cycle again, but this time I like recognized it. Right. Like I was like, right. Okay. <laughs> I got it. Do this again. So like I went back to my Enneagram roots and, and I really realized that I, I wanted to help other people with their personalities. And I, so I went back to my marketing agency thinking like, Oh, I'm just going to develop marketing strategies still, but for people's personalities. And mm. it went over flawlessly. People loved it, ate it up. And I was very happy. And I was like, this is great. But then what I realized is I really enjoyed the coaching (laughs) more Mm. than, you know, the marketing. And so that's when, you know, I made that pivot. And so since then, it has just been my mission to help people through and, you know, run their businesses or, um, in their professional life. You don't, you don't, I mean, I don't only work with business owners. I work with organizations and teams for team building. And, um, but I, my goal is to help people find that work-life balance. And so they avoid burnout, right? I'm going to teach you how to fight burnout if you're in it, but there's so many other wonderful things, you know, that the Enneagram can teach us, um, about Mm -hmm. work-life balance. And that's such a stinking problem, (laughs) you know, right now. Tell me about it. 
emotions. Um, And so that's kind of how I got to where that's my burnout story in a nutshell. I mean, maybe not so much of a nutshell. Um, I can be long winded. Um, But that's how I got here and how I'm now teaching people how to be aware of their burnout cycles and how to create a sustainable life and, and, you know, look at both their personal and professional life by their personality type. Wow. 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 Like, and I appreciate how vulnerable you're being and telling Mm -hmm. us your story. Oh my goodness. To see it like a three be so vulnerable. It's amazing. I was just telling Grace the other day, I think threes struggle with Mm -hmm. self-awareness a lot of the time and have like a really long journey to get to health. And so it's so Mm -hmm. awesome to see a healthy three. (laughs) And I mean, the work is not over. Like you're, it's, it's scary every time. Right. I tell my story, but now I've like been telling it so much and now it's published in a stinking book. So I'm like, <laughs> screw it. Like, I don't have anything else to lose. It's in writing. It's in, but you know, I remember when I, you know, when I, right before I published my book, um, my stories at the beginning of the book and my mom read it and she was like, are you sure you're, you want to like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. yes, I am. Because if people don't, if you're not vulnerable first, right, people aren't going to trust you to help them along in their journey. And that was something that I was so passionate about. Like, I want others to know, like, yeah, I did the work and am doing the work right Mm -hmm. alongside you. Right, right. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm so just I'm so excited to have you here. (laughs) I can't (laughs) wait to learn more. So I think you have like a a breakdown for each of the numbers and little like nuggets of wisdom for each of them, like how to fight burnout. So we could go one to nine for our listeners so that that they'll know which way we're going. Yeah. (laughs) So take it away. Yeah, absolutely. So the key factor in burnout, right, is stress. So Mm -hmm. both personal and professional stress. Um, It doesn't matter where the stress is. It's just that there is stress. The burnout cycle starts with stress, then it goes to overwhelm, and then it goes to burnout, right? So we have the ability through the Enneagram to learn that cycle. So we all have, you know, five connection points within the Enneagram, which I love talking about the connection points because some people spend so much time just focusing on their core number that they Mm -hmm. really miss the goodness of Mm -hmm. the symbol, Right. Yeah. And how it can lead you to health and how yeah. it can make you aware of your of your stress patterns. So with the key to fighting burnout is becoming more aware about your stress type. Yes. Um, and so each type has a stress type. So I will before I give the little nuggets for each <laughs> type, um, I will say that person's stress type. Um, so we mm-hmm. all have a type we go to in stress. Um, and what I'm doing is your stress type, when you are in burnout or stressed, you're going to start to pick up the more challenging aspects of that type. So you mm-hmm. might be like, oh, but I like, like for me, like, oh my gosh, I love type nine. Like they're so chill and they're relaxed <laughs> and I wish I could be that. But unfortunately, those attributes don't show up that way in Mm -hmm. stress. Um, So that's really important for people to understand when they're learning about their stress type is you want to really concentrate on the more challenging aspects that that type has, because those are going to be your alarm bells um, that, Hey, something's, something's going on here. So I am going to start with type one. I always like to go in order. It just makes my mind happy. So sorry for (laughs) nines out there. Um, 
it's just how how it works in my brain. Um, <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> perfect, perfect. All right. So type ones, you go to a type four when you are stressed. So when you are headed toward burnout, you are going to sense some emotional cues like being moody, drained, um, more emotional than usual. You might also be easily angered at minor inconveniences and feel as though no one understands what you're going through. And so as I'm saying these for each type, these are your alarm bells, right? So writing down these emotional cues, and these behavioral patterns, those are your alarm bells that you're in burnout. So that is a type one. Um, type twos, you go to a type eight when you are headed toward burnout. Um, so your emotional cues are that you can be demanding, aggressive, unapproachable, um, and you begin to feel controlled by your life or your job and really can't remember the last time you did anything for yourself <laughs> without someone else benefiting. Um, right. That is the type twos definite big sign. And type twos, there's some types that get burnt out faster than other types and type twos are one of the primary types that um, get burnt out quickly. Hmm. Um, I do not know that. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Type, type twos, type fours, type sixes, and type nines. Those oh, okay. are like the top. I mean, everyone can get burnt out, right? right. But some of us have different strengths, right? And different mm-hmm. connection points, which help us not get to burn out as quick. Um, but no matter what type you can, obviously we are all right. <laughs> of burnout in one way, shape or form. Um, just those types have, they need to be more aware of their right. signs because they tend to get there quicker. Okay. Um, so type threes, type threes, you go to a type nine, um, when you are stressed. So your emotional cues would be melancholy, um, ambivalent, kind of like mm. this ignorance is bliss. Like, I don't want to know what's wrong. <laughs> like go on your merry way. Um, and behavioral cues are that you start numbing to avoid the feelings of not being good enough. Um, so things like zoning out on your phone, mindlessly binge watching television, um, things like that. That's the type threes, um, emotional and behavioral patterns. Um, type fours, you go to a type two when you are in stress. Um, so you're going to pick up some of emotional cues like resentment, self-pity, neglecting yourself. Um, you are also going to start hyper focusing on the problems of those around you to help you feel a sense of purpose. Um, and although on the outside, that looks great to everyone else, that needs to be your alarm bell type four is that you are not pouring into yourself. Mm. Type fives, type fives go to type sevens when they are um, headed toward burnout. So emotional cues are going to be some scattered thinking, um, being more critical of self, um, feeling pretty directionless. Um, (laughs) And then some behavioral cues are that you become more easily distracted and are really unable to focus on that next best step. Is that hitting? I see you nodding your head. Yeah, yeah. Check to literally everything. Yep. (laughs) I I can't even focus when I'm stressed. Like I have Mm -hmm. no idea what to do where, you know, have, I don't have any idea at all when I'm stressed. Yeah. 
it's it's a thing um for tech mm-hmm. vibes for sure for sure for sure but there is hope there is hope okay um, <laughs> ladies please tell me the hope. type right <laughs> yeah. um so type sixes are next on the list and type sixes go to a type three when they are stressed or overwhelmed. Um, so type sixes, the emotional cues for type six are high energy, like really high energy, but followed by a crash. Um, and then also being more self-critical than normal and then also becoming a workaholic, um, numbing with work, um, instead Mm. of focusing on the problem at hand. Um, so like the behavior would be like them becoming so focused on a project that they're neglecting everything else in their Mm. life, um, because they're just so laser focused on that project. Hmm. All right. Type seven, (laughs) the other one on the call here or the podcast. Um, So type sevens, um, they go to a type one when they are stressed. So some emotional cues um, could be increased anger, um, perfectionist tendencies um, can become more rigid in their thinking, kind of abandon their like exploration, um, which is one of the amazing things about type sevens. Um, And so those behavioral cues are really that they begin to experience feelings of perfectionism or believe there is only one right way to do things. Anytime a type seven says, no, that's the only right way. That should be a cue for anyone in the type seven's life to be like, whoa, hold up. There's something going on here. Let's fix this. All right. Yeah. Uh, does that, does that hit? <laughs> a little bit, um, too close. Yeah. I I've been pretty vulnerable on this podcast about that. I've, I've been living in kind of my stress number for sure. way too long recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been aware of it, but it's finding my way out of it. But yes, the sure. rigidness and the anger and the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It happens. I'm married to a type seven. So I, I'm very familiar with the type seven mm-hmm. stress patterns as well. <laughs> and I think it's so interesting, you know, obviously like when you're, you know, a partner with someone, like you get to know them, you know, so much better, mm-hmm. but I feel like the type seven out of all the nine types, when they are burnt out, it is so stark. Like it is yeah, yeah. a stark contrast. And I mean, you can tell people when other people are stressed, but I feel like with the seven, I know like, I'm like, whoa. And there's like no gradual with the seven. Yeah. It is like, <laughs> boom, there's like this stand, like, okay, I am stressed the hell out. <laughs> so about it. Um, but yeah, it's interesting how that works, but um, okay. So type eight, um, type eights go to a type five when they are stressed or headed toward burnout. Um, so emotional cues could be that they get very in their head, um, can be antisocial, um, can become really quiet. Um, their behavioral patterns are that they really withdraw themselves from others and neglect their own well-being. Um, it's that eights is also a very interesting one because they're normally more on the extroverted outspoken side um, and they Mm -hmm. become very quiet and withdrawn. 
And then lastly, we have type nine. Um, type nine goes to a type six in stress or burnout. Um, so their emotional cues are going to be increased anxiety. Um, so not just their normal type nines have kind of a baseline of anxiety, um, but this is definitely more like an increased anxiety that it's like throughout the whole day. Um, also becoming more scattered in their thoughts. I call it ping pong ball thoughts in yeah. type nine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that they can be more hesitant than normal. So also like behaviorally, they experience increased worry and become more reactive and thoughtful. Mm -hmm. So type nines tend to make, take a long time to make decisions um, right. or even to like speak up or have an emotion at all because they're just kind of so even keeled um, generally. Mm -hmm. So when they're stressed, they're more reactive. They just, they, they take action and it's, it's generally not positive action mm. um, when they're stressed. So that's, that's about, you know, those are the all nine types and just those alarm bells, right. That you can put into place to help you say, okay, like I am starting to realize these in myself. Okay. What has led me to this point and then you can go and backtrack and that's what I help a lot of people do is like okay let's backtrack let's let's yeah, yeah. get back to figure out what started this and then working through mm -hmm. that yeah so you said there's you said there's hope yes. and <laughs> and so if you could give like some like practical tips or you know some ways mm -hmm. to kind of help us get out of that stress, out of that burnout. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I appreciate the alarm bells and the behavioral cues. Mm -hmm. I hadn't even like really thought about those before, you know, of like, mm -hmm. like our behavior changes so much when we're stressed. Mm -hmm. And so if, yeah. So if you give some tips, some hope for our listeners, yeah. I think that'd be super wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. So just like we have a type we go to when we're stressed, we also have a type we go to when we're healthy, um, yes. which is one of the key factors like to become also aware of and your your when you're overcoming burnout right is that you want to know what do i have on my team, right, to help me through this. So we have that other health point connection. So really looking at your health types um attributes and strengths and figuring out how you can use those to help you get out. Also intelligence center your intelligence yeah. center. So, you know, we know the Enneagram is broken down into head, heart, body, using mm -hmm. your core intelligence center and the intelligence center of your health type is really crucial in getting out of burnout because one of the ways that we become stressed, right? And stress is the cause of burnout is by constantly taking action or making decisions, right? And if we are not taking action and making decisions in a way that is sustainable for our mm -hmm. unique personality, that's going to lead to burnout. So, um, for example, um, I'll use who, who wants to, I'll use one of you two as a five or seven. Who wants to absolutely go? use me? That's totally fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go with a five here. So as a five, the core intelligence center for a five is the head, right? Mm -hmm. And so yes. if you are not making decisions with your head primary, you're going to get yourself into some trouble, right? Like if you start like being more, um, 
let, let's see here. So five's actually a tricky one because five dimensions <laughs> are both tricky um, because you're, you have some similar similar intelligence centers, right? So a five right. and a seven, you go to a seven in stress, that's the same, right? Your, your yeah, intelligence yeah. center is the same. And so it's getting that, getting in your head in the right way, right? right, right, right. So mm-hmm. if you are in your head in a directionalist way, <laughs> right? Like scattered, yeah. running through a to-do list, can't focus. That's when you know, okay, I'm not using my head in the most positive way, right? Right. But if you're using your head to analyze and problem solve, right? Like that's a thing when you find yourself in burnout, okay, that's kind of like some self-talk that you can say. You can say, okay, like I recognize that I am not using my head to the best of my ability. I Uh have the ability to problem solve. Mm -hmm. I have the ability to focus. So how am I going to get there? And how Mm -hmm. you do that is you then go to your health types intelligence center, which Uh is your body Uh to help you get more realigned with your head. So doing an activity that connects with your body. Um, So Mm. that could be like a body scan, right? That could be like, okay, closing your eyes, taking a couple deep breaths, thinking, okay, how does my head feel right now? How does my chest feel right now? Right. Connecting Mm. with your body because sometimes you get so in your head, right? (laughs) That bad in your head, not the problem solving focus in your head that you're not able to get out. So as a five connecting with your body, connecting with that intelligence center, which is your health lines, intelligence center, Mm-hmm. And then also looking at the strengths of your health type, an eight. So yeah. the strengths of an eight are that they are great leaders, that they are confident, that they are mm-hmm. goal oriented, right? So mm-hmm. how can you take those strengths and start incorporating them into your day to day life to help you get out of that cycle? Does that make sense? Yeah, I have a question. Yeah. Would you say that like physical activity would also help me kind of get back to my core number. A hundred percent. So I give the, I gave the example, right. Of like a body scan, but that Uh is, I always encourage people to brainstorm things for them. I can give you examples all day long, right? So like getting into your body, yoga, meditation, running, you know, um, uh, yeah, I mean, grounding, right. Grounding, earthing, those are all things that can help you get in your body. But not mm. all things work for all people because we are all unique, right? Enneagram uh-huh. shouldn't yeah. put us in a box. We're not, you know, these little robot types, right? right. We all have things right. that work for us. Um, so that's, you know, when you're at the same time, you know, how I was saying, like, write down your alarm bells of your stress type. Also write down the positive things of your um, health type. You know, what are those mm-hmm. positive things? What are activities that you know that you personally resonate with? with those strengths that can get you help get you out. And then also looking at your intelligence center and how can you Mm -hmm. connect with your health lines intelligence center to help bring you out of burnout as well. Okay. Now you've piqued my interest. I have another question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I, you know, I don't go to the, the um, heart center, you know, or the feelings tryout or any of that. Mm -hmm. So what would be the, like, how would they use being like, if their health line is in that triad, Mm -hmm. what would they do to get there 
and helping it back to their core number. So, uh, so let me make sure I'm understanding. So for example, a, um, type two, right. They go to a type four, which that's both, Mm -hmm. that's another, you know, heart, heart, right. But a way to connect with your heart center, um, is journaling, is great mm-hmm. for people who need to connect with their heart center. I recommend feeling dumps. Um, okay. So I do a lot of like facts versus feelings exercises with my people who mm-hmm. are heart centered mm-hmm. or who go to a heart center in stress <laughs> because you're looking at your feelings and then you're going to be able to be more objective right? With the facts of them and disproving or proving your feelings. So a lot of feeling dumps, journaling, um, listening to music, um, Mm. for heart center types or for people who go to a heart center type in health is very powerful for them because the music can also be good depending on the type of music can be good for, um, any of the types, right. But Mm. like specifically heart types really resonate with music, um, to help them process emotion. That's awesome. That's so good. Grace, did you have any questions about like going to like the head? Cause you go to the head Mm -hmm. and, and growth. So, yeah. Um, Sorry, I've been so quiet. I'm like deep in thought about so many things. I think what I've just been really focusing on listening to you is, yes, I'm doing a lot of self-reflecting because I do think I'm going through a a season of of stress Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. But also, I think it's just so important for everyone to listen to what you're saying regarding to the the people around them as well. Mm. Because obviously, you can't necessarily like claim that someone that you're close to is in stress and claim that for mm-hmm. them. But those alarm bells Absolutely. that you were talking about, like I'm thinking about my husband and coworkers, because <laughs> mm-hmm. there are so many people that are living in stress right now. Absolutely. So it's yeah. important to be aware. I mean, you might not know their numbers, but right. to be aware of some of those alarm bells so that hopefully you can be an encouragement to them or have some advice or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. At the end of the day, to me, the Enneagram is about empathy, empathy Mm -hmm. for ourselves, right? Because Mm -hmm. until we have empathy for ourselves, we cannot Mm -hmm. have empathy for others, right? Mm -hmm. And the Enneagram is all about finding empathy for ourselves. So we can have empathy for others. And so that we can be supportive and that we can build stronger teams. You know, when we're Mm -hmm. talking professionally, we can build stronger relationships when we're talking personally, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's all having that awareness, you know, before I knew, for example, so I'm going to use a five as an example for (laughs) me, fives are really hard to connect with. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, so hard for me to connect with. Um, and I, you know, before the Enneagram, I would have never known why, Mm -hmm. right? Why Mm -hmm. are they hard for me to connect with? But, and I would just dismiss, you know, now I didn't know they were fives at the time, obviously, but I would just dismiss them and be like, oh my God, they're being such jerks to me. Like they never want to talk to me. They never, you know, they never want to go, do you know, do anything for it. So my, my youngest stepson is a five. Oh. And I had the hardest, and I still do. I have a really hard time connecting with him. But now that we know he is, he's almost 14. And we've known now for a couple of years, you know, that he's a five. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm able to have so much more empathy mm-hmm. for yes. him yeah. in our relationship and knowing that, no, he doesn't hate me. He just likes to be by himself and doesn't like to yeah, show a lot of emotion. And that's yeah. quite all right. 
right? Like you don't have to love me. You can be, you know, sarcastic to me and I'm going to take offense because I know that's your personality now. I know Mm -hmm. that's not you just being rude to me, right? Right. Now I can love him even more because I understand him more. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And, and to be fair, I think a lot of people have a hard time connecting with fives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we like, we, we're just not like super open, absolutely welcoming, friendly people. It's, it takes a lot of inner work for us to want to put ourselves out there. Sure. Uh, it's really hard um, to get to know a five. Mm-hmm. Um, but I appreciate like you say, like you understand like that the five needs space mm-hmm. because if we can trust you, with our like space, our time and energy, mm-hmm. then we're going to open up to you. Absolutely. But we got to trust you. Got to trust you first. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's why I think it's such a powerful tool and why I think it's so great to use in the workplace too. Right. Because, mm-hmm. ha, you know, some people like to receive feedback differently. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people are like, do not, you know, tell me like I did a good job publicly. I'd be so embarrassed right. where like a yes, nine you know, would want to like crawl. Yeah. Or five, right. Or to like crawl <laughs> under the desk and be like, Oh my God, I cannot believe they just called my name in a meeting. Like I don't want to be organized to where like yeah. me, right. As a three, I want all that public recognition, like put me on the left <laughs> and tell me how wonderful I am and you know, all of that. And so like, yeah. there's so many, you know, we're able to laugh about it. Right. Uh-huh. And have, but there's so much truth to it. And I think that Enneagram mm-hmm. gives us common language. Yeah, I agree. Right. I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. And I, and I'll say too, I do have a hard time connecting to the feelings triad, like two, threes, fours. Like I, I struggle connecting to them, but the Enneagram has definitely given me a lot more perspective Mm -hmm. in understanding those numbers. Um, I may not have an emotional reaction, but I can understand that you have an emotional reaction Mm -hmm. and that is totally fine. Your feelings are valid. Right. Right. As hard as it is for you to say that, right? I mean, I've learned. Yeah, absolutely. But that's the beauty of it. Mm. That is the beauty of it. And if we can all have that love, grace, and empathy, in our communications and our actions, we're making the world a better place. And I love that the Enneagram does that. It's so much different than all the other personality assessments, right? Because it goes so far beyond strengths and weaknesses, right? It's not just, oh yes, this person is going to be, you know, high functioning in this type of job or low functioning. This Mm. this person likes details. This doesn't, this person doesn't, right? Right. It really dives deep into those emotional and behavioral patterns, Mm. which is what we are as humans, right? We are emotional and beings, right? Right. We're complex. Yeah. (laughs) And to, you know, to have a tool, a framework that helps us understand that in one another, isn't only going to help us, you know, to take it full circle, help us like live most, our most sustainable lives, like avoiding burnout, but also it's going to help us help those around us to live more sustainably and avoid burnout as well. Yeah. So just to recap, Mm -hmm. So, so you say if somebody's experience, like look for the stressors, look for the alarm bells, mm-hmm. the behavior cues, you know, saying like, if this is happening, you're obviously in stress. And then to get out of burnout, connect with your health lines mm-hmm. center, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. So connect okay, with yeah. your health line strength. So look at the strengths yeah. of your health line and then also your health lines intelligence center. 
Okay, cool. All right. So I feel like I've learned like so much (laughs) from talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just absorbing all the information. So why don't you tell like tell our listeners where they can find you, talk about your book, like put it all out there for everybody. Yeah. So I am Hillary K everywhere. Um, I, my name is spelled kind of funky. It's H I L L A R I E and then K A Y. And so I'm Hillary K.com Hillary K on Instagram, Hillary K on LinkedIn, um, Hillary K coaching on Facebook. So literally you type in Hillary K. I've never met another Hillary that spells my name. Like I do, I'm going to pop up. Um, so Hillary K everywhere. And then I also have a new book that launched December of 2021 um, called Unlock Your Potential at Work, A Beginner's Guide to Using the Enneagram in the workplace. And mm-hmm. it, um, one of the chapters in there is called fighting burnout. And I actually have mm-hmm. that chapter available as a free download, um, on my Instagram, um, page. So if anyone wants to download that chapter, um, that is there, but my, um, you can purchase my book on unlock your potential at work.com. And then also it's on my Hillary website as well. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where you can find me. Um, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, my website tells you a little bit more about my coaching and my training and all of that. So. Oh, well, we super appreciate you being here mm-hmm. with us and having an actual expert with us. <laughs> we, <laughs> we felt like when we were, you know, having you be a guest, we were like, we feel like we're such frauds. Cause we don't like, we don't know a lot or <laughs> any of that. We just like kind of, you know, make, not make fun of the Enneagram, but like make light of it and like yeah. kind of make it quirky and stuff. And so we're so excited to have an actual expert on our, <laughs> on our podcast. Yeah, no, I am so glad I was able to come on here and talk with you guys. And I don't think you guys are frauds at all. I mean, like I'm talking to a five and a seven, like both have that focus and that need for research in there. So you guys are so like all of your content I resonate with. I am like, they are so spot on on this. This is hilarious. And I love the humor you bring to it. And I think that's so needed, right? Is Mm. that there needs to be a humor so we can work through it all with each yeah. other, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe we should do a reel together about fives and threes interacting. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Humor to one of the hardest things in my life. <laughs> I will be thinking about that for the next six days and I will, I will reach out Perfect. and make sure that happens. We'll set a date. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on with us. I just, I can't wait to go back and listen to this multiple times because there's so much going on. So many wheels are turning in my brain right now. (laughs) And I'm so excited to pick up your book and be on the road to health for my own personal stressful life right now. Um, So thank you so much. I feel very inspired and excited. Um, I'm sure that our listeners will too. So thank you, Hillary, so much for, for joining us today. And I guess we will see you guys all next week here on Any Nerds. 